Hey guys, it's Renee from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. On today's podcast, we are joined by UFC analyst and MMA Today host Dean Thomas. Also, Misha and I delve into all of the scoring that went down with Shevchenko and Santos. Plus, we get into the latest around the world of professional wrestling. Here we go. We are joined by UFC analyst and Sirius XM's own MMA Today host, Dean Thomas. Thanks for hanging out with us. Also, you guys didn't get to see this, but we were also gifted a dance with the intro music. So extra thank you. Oh, well, listen, I'm just happy to be here. I've, you know, I've never been on the show with all these beautiful women. So like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. What's going on with you today? How, like, what's, what's the word? Uh, you know, I'm just chilling. I, I just got back from Connecticut where I worked the pre and post show with our very own Anthony Smith from mm-hmm. UFC 275. It was a great event, but I'm just getting back. Hell yes, it getting was. Getting back from Connecticut and I'm chilling now. So it was a great event and we are going to get into that. But talking about you coming from Connecticut, how different is it being in like that studio setup rather than being like in there in the mix? Because you guys weren't out there in Singapore. No, it was a lot more comfortable. In fact, like, I'm, I mean, we're watching from the basement of ESPN, and I'm in there just chilling in my underwear and eating <laughs> chicken wings. And then, you know, 10 minutes before we go on air, I get, I get dressed and then go on air. So it's a lot more comfortable. Yeah, it makes for a shorter work day, right? I know some of those days when you're, like, at the building all day long, you're trying to kill some time. It's nice to just be able to go in there, do the job, and get out. Oh, yeah. So, and I watched the whole event there. Anthony showed up like 10 minutes before the main event. (laughs) (laughs) In true Anthony style. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, Dean, we've been talking all day just about how uh, how 275, like what a card it was. We weren't really expecting it to be the card that it was. Did this kind of, did this live up to the expectation of maybe being a, a card of the year, perhaps, now that we're looking at it in hindsight? I mean, I don't know if it was card of the year. I mean, I think that recency bias always plays into that. So the next card, you're going to go, oh, card of the year. <laughs> then the next yeah. card, card of the year. But, I mean, it was a great event. A lot of questions were answered. And I know Misha's got to be looking at this like, oh, my God, I can't wait to fight Valentina. I'm going to smash Valentina because Valentina showed some holes in this fight. It, I don't know if she showed holes, but she confirmed holes in this fight that I think Misha was looking at like, oh, my God. I'm going to smash this girl. And also, one other thing is there was a guy on this card, a Chinese fella, and every and his name looked exactly like if you were to put Misha Tate together. Yeah. It was Misha Tate. And every Masha. time I saw it, I said, that's Misha Tate right there. <laughs> I know. Even I had to do a double take. Masha Tate. Is that how you say it? Masha yeah. Mahash Tate? Mahash Tate? Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was definitely even for me. I was like, wait, what did they wait? Is that my? Oh, no, it's not my name. It's not me. I'm right here. <laughs> He looked fantastic, by the way. First Chinese oh, yeah. fighter to ever win a, a contract on the Ultimate Fighter, and then, uh, excuse me, on, on in Dana White Contender Series, um, and uh, to go and then get a knockout win like that—that that was incredible. Yeah, I thought he looked fantastic, and yeah. you know, while there were more things going on than the the three main fights, I mean, I thought that uh, that uh, Jack Della Maddalena looked amazing. And Jake Matthews looked amazing. So, I mean, this is why the card was great. It wasn't just really yeah. centered on those three main fights. I thought there were a lot of fights earlier were, were lived up to the hype as well. 
Yeah, I certainly think so. And you're and you're you're absolutely right, uh, Dean. You you touched on it earlier. I was watching uh, the flyweight title fight. I'm gonna just get right into it. Um, obviously with vested interest as my fight fight with Lauren Murphy comes up on July second. Um, and kind of this paves the landscape for me and the rest of the division. But looking at it selfishly, I am glad that Valentina won because I certainly think that it sets me up uh, more more likely for that title shot. But I'm pissed. I'm actually really pissed because I didn't want Talia Santos to expose what I already knew was there. I told you guys when we were talking about it on the desk before, I was like, she just needs somebody. She's never fought anybody to wrestle. I wanted to be the one to go out there and break the aura of invincibility. And I feel like Talia Santos put a big chip in the way that everybody kind of views Valentina. Like before it was like, she could never be beaten. I wanted to go in there as the biggest underdog ever and do the unthinkable, you know? And now I think more people are going to be like, Oh, I think Misha could, you know, she could have a shot in this. And I didn't want people to think that I wanted everybody to think that I would, there's not a chance in hell. And I wanted to go out there and shock the world, but no, Talia, man, she's a beast though. I know. Well, that's going to be unfortunate for you, but I mean, obviously, you know, when, when Amanda beat, Valentina, we thought it was just the size. Like everybody said, it was the size. But what we didn't, but we didn't give Amanda her credit for her wrestling ability. It wasn't necessarily the size. It was her. It was Valentina's lack of defensive wrestling, and she hit it with a better offensive wrestling style. But from all them great takedowns. But we we now we know. So Dean. it's unfortunate for you, Misha. Unfortunate. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. I just didn't want nobody to believe me. I didn't want anybody to believe me. But I wanted to be go back to be able to go back to BXC. I said it. I said it then, and I proved it now. But I wanted everybody to think I was full of shit. Um, but now, <laughs> I, I, now clearly, you know, um, that's you know, people are going to see that uh, and not think it's as spectacular when I do it. But hey, I don't care. Um, I am planning to get gold around my waist at the end of the day. The difference between Italian and myself is that I just plan to go out there and and I want to get it. You know, obviously we always want to get a finish, but I'm going to win. I'm going to beat. I'm going to beat Lauren, you. and then I'm I'm then I'm looking at Valentina. And I tell you what, and this is going to be the biggest difference between you and Taya Santos. Taya Santos is a great fighter. She's super strong, but she's not the dog that you are. You are more of a dog. For, and, like, if you look at your fight between Holly Holm and you and Holly Holm, you came out in that fifth round and was an absolute dog. Taya Santos came out <laughs> in this fifth round and lost it. That's a big yep. difference. So That's... going into a fight with Valentina, I hate to tell you this, but I'm putting you as the favorite. No, don't say it. I I appreciate your belief in me. I just wish, I just wish that Talia hadn't uncovered it. I wanted to be the one to unveil it, but you know what? I got to give that woman her her flowers because damn, did she show up and have a hell of a, I thought she won the fight. I don't know how you thought about it. I thought she won the first three rounds. Yeah, I thought she won. Um, but I'm not obviously going to cry about it because, as I mentioned, it's much better for me. Granted, uh, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get this win on July 2nd against Laura Murphy, who's ranked number two. And now Valentina, is, she needs fresh blood, and she can get some of this cake. It's going to be waiting for her. <laughs> Come and get you some cake, baby. Um, all right, Dean, what do, you th- what do you see happening for Glover next? Where does he go from here? I mean, there's still obviously some compelling matchups for Glover. I mean, there's still a lot of guys out there for him to fight in the in the division coming up. But, I mean, I don't know if he's ever going to get back to that title. You know, and we say you get old overnight. And Glover didn't get old overnight. He got old in that fifth round. Like, he got old. And, and somewhere in that fifth round, he just got old. When he started pulling guard, that's when we knew it was kind of over. And he still could have won the fight. But I think that mentally he just checked out and said, all right, 
You got it. But Glover gave us a great fight. He's given us his great career. And I don't know what's left for him, but, you know, I think he's going to go down in the history books as one of the greats. Yeah, it was certainly memorable. I mean, we, we, we could celebrate a lot of great fights and, as you mentioned, great performances of his. But at this point, you know, I just, like, have fun with it, right? I mean, if I'm Glover, I'm just going to have fun with it. I got to touch my gold. I, I'm, I'm good. I've been the champion, you know. Now we're just going to kind of ride off into the sunset. So whatever's next for him, cool. Whenever he wants to hang it up, I'm, I'm good with it. That's, that's how I feel about it. So just let the man have fun. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, these fighters, like, your career goes on different paths. And, like, if you're not on that trajectory towards a title, you might as well just have fun. Like, don't even train yeah. no more. Just hit the heavy bag. <laughs> so don't spar another day. Yeah, and then just, just fight and make money. Like, that. If I do fun fights and make money. Yeah, I'm with it. <laughs> uh, Dean, coming up this weekend, Calvin Cater and Josh Emmett. How do you see that shaking down? You know, I was just watching Calvin Cater today again, you know, just going back through the through the crates. And Calvin Cater is a brilliant, brilliant fighter. And no disrespect yep. towards Josh Emmett, but I see Calvin Cater just kind of, if he wanted to, I see him walking through Josh Emmett. I think Calvin Cater wow. is, is built for, I think Calvin Cater is built for beating guys like Josh Emmett. And, you know, with his jab, his boxing IQ, his and he's, a, he's got a sophisticated, mature style, similar to how Glover was able to beat a bunch of those light heavyweights because he was a little bit more mature than them and a yeah. little less wild. I see if Calvin Cater fights that type of fight against Josh Emmett, he's going to look brilliant. He's going to look clean. He's I don't know if he'll get the finish. He'll probably get the finish, George, the five-rounder. You, but I, you think, I think Calvin Cater is... Wrestling factor that, in it all, though. I know. I know. I don't I know, think so. No, I, I know that Josh Emmett has the wrestling, but but he but he you're right. He doesn't. Oh, he doesn't use it a lot in his fights. He's kind of one of those guys. He's one of those guys that uses it when he gets hurt. But that's the yeah. time. But that's the wrong time to use it because now your wrestling's at fifty percent, and yeah, he's yeah. going to use it when he's hurt and not get the takedown against a guy like Calvin Cater. So yeah, I, I think Calvin Cater's a brilliant fighter, and he's just built for these type of fights. Calvin Cater is like my number one pick. If I was building an army, I'm like, give me Calvin Cater. I mean, the guy is indestructible and uh, has no quit in him, and he's high fight IQ. I agree with you on there. So um, let me let me let me digress a little bit. Revert back to uh, the amazing. Well, there was 215 pound amazing women's fights, if if we will. But let's talk about the the number one contender fight between Whaley Zhang and Yuan Jacek. Obviously, Yuan hanging up the gloves, but um, we got to talk a little bit about Whaley because holy smokes, what an athlete! And she's—it's looking like it's—it's it's Carla. I think feel like that's a no-brainer, Carla Esparza. So tell me a little bit about that fight, and then kind of give me a little prelude into what you think that that number one contender uh, Whaley Zhang and Carla Esparza could look like in the future. Well, you know, I, I think that Whaley Zhang, or no, I think that Joanna probably shouldn't have come back. You know, I think that during her layoff. She tasted how life, how good life could be. Yeah. And and I think that that kind of affected her. I think it took a little steam out of her because I know she wanted to win. I know Maybe, she had the heart she to win. But she looked so good, though. I mean, I just think if she didn't retire, we wouldn't be having that conversation because she looked like a. She looked so good. I mean, I thought she looked amazing. So I don't know if I don't know if I agree with that. She shouldn't have come back. I just think um, she fought one of like I think she fought the future dominating world champion. I think I think Whaley's going to beat Carla, and I think she'll be champ for for a long time. 
after that. Oh yeah, for sure. I think I think Whaley's gonna destroy Carla. Poor Carla. You know, Carla's the fourth best girl in the division. And I think Whaley's gonna destroy her. But I don't know, like Joanna just didn't seem like she to me, even in the beginning of the fight, she seemed a little tense and a little like jittery. So to me, it didn't look like she like her mind wanted to be there, but it looked like her body was like there was something not in sync with her. That she was just like, all right. And then when she when she lost, she reached for her gloves immediately, like, get me out of here. Get these gloves yeah. off. So to me, it looked like she shouldn't have came back. Oh, I don't know. Hell of a fight. I thought she looked fantastic. And I, I think it was a fight that at points she probably she had some 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 moments where she really looked good and I don't know. I'm glad she came back that one time, and if that's all it is, then that's that's all it is. I'm still glad to see it. Well, she's listen. She's a she's going to be like if you look at all the feared women in the in the history of UFC, she might have been in her time the most feared woman because even Ronda, like there was always a time where somebody wanted to fight Ronda. Probably you. It was just like they was gunning for Ronda. <laughs> but when when Joanna was at her peak, there was a time where none of them girls wanted to fight her. They were like, oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Like this, so like that was never. There's never been a girl that has been more feared in the division than she has. So like she can always her legacy will carry on for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dean, to switch gears with you a little bit before we have to let you go. Father's Day just around the corner. What's the plan? Give us some like good fatherly advice. Some good fatherly advice. Yeah. Huh. Well, that was so, a very just, general blanket, so I just want to see where you land. Yeah. What kind of advice are we getting? <laughs> so, you know, um, don't smoke weed with your kids, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And don't Are we speaking from experience or? <laughs> yeah, don't. And I'm not telling you from experience. I'm just telling you, like, it's not a good look. And also, okay. don't let them climb all over furniture. It's dangerous. So Misha, I don't Dude, know how you my kid, and your they, hubby do it. Literally, my my just turned two, or actually turns two tomorrow. Um, he just took a nasty little spill off the couch. Him and Sissy were pushing each other oh, around shit. on there, and then down he went. But yeah, it's it's true. Um, generally, not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah keep eye on the kids. Don't don't let them go crazy. <laughs> don't let them go crazy. And if my son <laughs> no. is listening right now, I want something good, something shiny. So hook it up, boy. <laughs> Make it count. <laughs> well, Dean, thanks so much for hopping on with us. Um, great to see you. Hopefully we can have you on back here soon. You're a, you're a good time. Always a pleasure, ladies. And I hope to catch up with you guys. And best of luck. We'll talk soon. All right, Dean. Bye. Happy Father's Day. All right. Yeah, happy see Father's Day. Inside the Green Room with three-time NBA champ Danny Green. Certain superstars, yes, you can referee them somewhat differently. They can have a little more leeway with certain things. But to have Draymond to be in that same category as a superstar when a lot of us don't see him in that role or in that category, that's where it becomes an issue. You're a superstar in your role, which means you're a superstar role player. I think you should referee like a very good role player. Listen, subscribe, and review Inside the Green Room with Danny Green on Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. Valentin of Shevchenko got that win, snuck by Santos. Um, this was one of those ones when I was like flipping through Twitter and I was trying not to get any spoilers. And all I saw was, we need open scoring. Where's the open scoring? Blah, 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 blah. Um, this is just another instance of just like the confusion in a fight like this because 
Damn, I mean, Santos looked amazing out there. I think that it really threw Valentina off of her game. What was your your big takeaway from this? I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but we can uh, really get into the nitty-gritty now. Yeah, I was so wrong. I, I didn't think that Talia Santos possessed the wrestling skills or, or determination to get this to the ground and the ability to do what she did. I thought it w- she was going to try to be faster and, and outstrike because that's really what we have seen from her primarily in the past. So she did bring something that Valentina had never seen. And that's kind of my whole point. What I was making was that it's going to take somebody who can execute those wrestling routes um, better than Valentina. I still feel like Talia Santos won. I feel like there's an argument that can be made for Valentina, depending what you favor, but no, I, I absolutely think um, about, uh, that, that Talia won the first three rounds. And I, yeah, I, I, I mean, but it's best case scenario for me. I wanted Valentina to win this. Because you have to think mm-hmm. if, she, if she didn't win, if Talia won, then they would do an immediate rematch, which kind of halts the rest of the division. And then, I mean, who knows what would happen if there would be any kind of a trilogy or anything, just depending if it went 1-1 or anything like that. And then, yeah, it's just better for me because Valentina has, um, she has beat everybody pretty much, like all the top five, I think, attenders and maybe down even into some in the top ten. So if I come in there July 2nd and they're doing my thing with Lauren Murphy, you know, it puts me right there. Misha Tate has entered the chat. But does it kind of piss you off that now she's going to be a little bit more ready for somebody that's going to have that wrestling background? Do you think that that's what her team's going to bulk up on if that ends up being the situation because she looked a little rattled at one point yeah and I think that's partially because there's not a lot of footage out there on on Talia necessarily doing what she did in this fight with Valentina so I'm sure they prepare for everything however when you haven't seen somebody executing those things like that maybe you don't know that like what kind of takedown she likes so Regardless, fighting me, she surely knows what she's going to get. I just, I know there's no secret, you know, she knows yeah. that she's going to get, and she's going to have footage to study and she'll be able to see a lot of the, the things and tendencies that I have since I've been fighting for so long. But, mm-hmm. um, I just feel like I continue to evolve. And, um, I also think that when I look at that fight, you know, there's a couple of things like she had a foot injury going into it. I, I believe that definitely slowed her down a little bit. Sure. Um, in that fight, she certainly wasn't kicking like she would normally kick. And I feel like her, um, her pep, you know, like her, her, her ability to move, she was a lot more stagnant. So those things definitely probably lent a little favor to, to Talia that maybe wouldn't be there every fight. If, if Talia and her were to fight again, it might be not, not nearly as close, but I'm salivating. I'm licking my chops. I'm seeing, (laughs) I'm seeing a way. And I knew that that was there. I kind of didn't want the rest of the world to know that it was there because I wanted to be the first one to do it, but you can't take anything away from Talia. I mean, she went out there, she fought her little heart out. I think rightfully she should be the, 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 the queen bee right now, but she's not. And I am not upset about it as far as how it affects me in my career. Cause it's, it's, it's best case scenario that Valentina did win. However, I do think Talia won that fight. Um, and, and Talia also walked away with a fractured orbital bo- orbital bone uh, when they clashed heads. Yeah, now she at needs surgery, point. right? I know. I think, yeah. I think so, yeah. So I don't know what the time frame is on something like that, bouncing back from an injury like that. But um, yeah, I don't know How either. Do you... I'm curious. What about, about more about Valentina's like foot injury? Like hopefully it's yeah. nothing too serious. Hopefully some time and rest. You know, because I want to fight July second, <clears> and then, and then no, see what's I mean. Up. I, 
I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to waste a lot of time here. No, uh, agreed. And um, yeah, I mean, let's let's hear from Valentina because she was talking about you in that post-fight presser. Let's she give it a was. listen. Little old me. July, <laughs> we have um, in flyweight, amazing fight between two very strong fighters. It's Lauren Murphy and Misha Tate. So it's going to be amazing fight. And I think if Lauren Murphy got the victory, um, rematch maybe, but not that soon. Misha Tate wins the fight. And I think this is what fans are going to love to see. And end of the year, pay-per-view, main event, I think it's going to be great. That just gave me goosebumps. Legit, <laughs> I just got goosebumps thinking about that. Oh, my gosh. How does that make you feel hearing that? Like, I know, you're, you, know you said you're kind of salivating, licking it's your chops good. right now. But the future is looking good for Misha Tate right now. It's really good because of the champion is is saying your name and she is giving light to the fact that this is um, at least on my end. I feel like this is a number one contender fight. You know, it doesn't always work for both parties, you know, because Laura Murphy just got her shot so recently. Um, it doesn't equate to her getting that fight. But for me, this is so there's more more on the line for me. Like this, this is a very important fight for me. I feel like this is absolutely I must win. I have to win this fight. I do not have any other choice. And um, that's the way that I solidify my position as the number one contender. Yeah, no doubt. Um, well, Valentina also, uh, also threw this out there as well for the post-fight presser. Another option is Juliana and Amanda in bantamweight. And um, once it's going to be kind of like more towards finalizing, I will start to uh, work on like building my body a little bit heavier, a little bit, just a little bit, so not to lose the speed. And um, yeah, it's a lot of options for me. So just to choose which one. <laughs> what do you think about Valentina in the bantamweight division? Um... I don't want her going anywhere, personally. Yeah, stay obviously. right where she is. <laughs> stay so don't right worry, there. Don't gain any weight. Don't do anything. Just heal up your foot <laughs> and hang tight because I'm about to rock the boat come July 2nd. You're going to want to stay put. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to want some cake. So let's do this. And uh, yeah, hang tight. Don't leave the division. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> stay right there. Okay, let's talk about the scoring for this fight because it really... Uh, felt like a, a bit of a robbery situation. How did you score this? Well, I, I had three rounds to, to Talia Santos and two rounds to Valentina. I was very surprised when they announced Valentina winning the fight. I was like, what? I, could, I really Word. couldn't believe it. And one judge, I think, had a 49-46, which I thought was crazy. I don't know what he was watching or if he had the fighters confused or if he was taking a nap or like what? I don't really I don't I don't get it, but judges like that really scare me. So Yeah. Um it's one of those things. I I, I like I said, I, I had I had Talia winning it. Um I don't think that if if you preferred certain things, um maybe if you preferred the, the striking or the cleanliness of Valentina, um or you know, or her takedown or whatever, if you prefer that I guess you could make a case, but this is not how I felt. I felt that Talia won it. I thought she dominated a lot more of the fight. And how much do you think the, the damage from that, that head clash added into the scoring? Oh, yes. Great point. I know we talked about that a little bit earlier, but I think the head, but 
um, that swallowed up the eye of Talia Santos was certainly something that the judges were weighing as damage. However, it shouldn't have been. Any educated ju- a judge should have been able to recognize that like, there was a headbutt and that's what caused the damage. Yeah. And that's really tough when something like that happens, you know, because the judges are seeing damage and they're like, oh, you know, Valentina caused that, but, but it was technically a foul. So therefore it shouldn't be acknowledged even it's almost like you should just be like oh it didn't happen you know she she looks yeah. fine like <laughs> uh so it's unfortunate but i do think that was something that weighed on the on the judges in the judges mm-hmm. minds when you see somebody's eye blow up like that if it's a close round you're probably going to give it to the person who created the damage um how much of a star making moment do you think that that was for talia even though she walked away in defeat i feel like she really caught a lot of people's attention after this fight yeah, absolutely. I think um, people didn't know who she was before. They know who she is now. So so good on her. I don't think it'll be the last time we see her in a title, yeah. uh, a title run. Inside the Green Room with three-time NBA champ Danny Green. Chris Paul is a nine-time defensive player. He's in on the all-NBA defensive team. But I don't mind certain guys critiquing players. It's but when it's you're a-, a role player, like Matt Barnes said, to disrespect a Hall of Famer is too far. Calling somebody a cone is disrespectful, bro. I don't care. You, you target and cone are two different, two different words, bro. Don't miss an episode of Inside the Green Room with Danny Green every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. The world of pro wrestling to catch you guys up on some of the news, some of the goings on in uh, in the world of pro wrestling. Now, this story just came out mere moments ago. Um, but a, this from uh, Mark Raimondi uh, tweeted out that AEW star Jeff Hardy was arrested Monday in Florida on three charges, the most significant, a DUI, his third offense in the last 10 years now per online court records. So this is a third degree felony and Hardy is currently in custody on a $3,500 bond. Um, God, that's just such a bummer to read. Sucks to see that, sucks to read that. Um Obviously, yeah. I wish that wasn't the case. It's never a fun thing to report on something like that. Um, yeah, it's 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 I don't what do you even say kind of at this point where it's like you just want the guy to get help. It's, it's a really unfortunate yeah. situation. I feel for I feel for him. I feel for his family. It's it's really a, a bad situation. Yeah, it's one of those things. You don't want to kick somebody when they're down, but it's no, like there yeah. still needs to be like. I don't know if it's accountability of the people around him or whatever, because um, if, you know, he needs help, um, hopefully he's willing and open to receiving help. I mean, that's a big part of it, too. You know, we can. For, of course. Of you course. know, you have to want help. You have to want yeah. to receive that help, too, because nobody can make you um, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, granted, he's open to it. I hope that that's the case, because this is this is not. I mean, it's it's dangerous. It's not okay for other people. It's this really is not the first dangerous. time we've seen him, you know, yeah. have these kinds yeah. of things happen, and um, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to watch, and it's scary because it feels like it's kind of like a ticking time bomb until somebody really gets hurt. It's really scary. Yeah, it's 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 super unfortunate to read that too. It's like, you know, you do to yourself the things that you do but um when you're behind the wheel that's just a, a entirely different situation um it also is uh you know worth noting too that um 
Jeff is scheduled uh, for a tag team title ladder match with Matt on Dynamite this Wednesday. He's also set to headline Triple A's Triple Mania Stadium show in Tijuana on Saturday. Uh, so we'll see what happens with those or what that situation is going to look like. But, oh gosh, never fun to report on those uh, stories. Yeah. Um, well, another thing that's happened, um, not, not that this is, you know, a fun thing necessarily to report on either, but um, WWE and Paige have, uh, have decided to not renew contracts there. Um, I'm a huge pa- fan of Paige. She's one of my uh, closest friends. Um, so to see this situation, is it just I, Paige? I, is it just is it? Is her name like? Is she just known as Paige? I just want to be. I just want to be clear that this, we're not talking about Paige Van Zandt because this is not no, the same not promotion. Paige or anything Van Zandt. Like I'm just. No. I just want to make sure because I know we have a lot of MMA <laughs> listeners here too. Like because yes. just Paige is going to make that's what, who we're going to think of. So anyways, okay. no, no, no. It's not the same we're person. Talking, not even the same. Not the same promotion. No, not yeah. sa- exactly different promotions, different person. Paige has been with WWE since Welcome she was eighteen. Oh, <laughs> uh, she's been with uh, WWE since she was 18. Um, so for, you know, it's now now it's time for this new chapter. She's been out for some time. She broke her neck, had a really bad neck injury. Um, she, you know, physically, I, w- I would actually love to have Paige on here uh, when, the, when the time is right that she can talk about it and see where she's at, where she's at physically. Um, you know, we've seen the comebacks from the likes of guys like Edge, uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, sorry, uh, old habits die hard, everybody. Um, to, you know, you see some of these wrestlers that get back in the ring. So is that something that could potentially be in the future for Paige? She had um, tweeted out, put it on all of her social media channels, but just talking about how, you know, she's obviously so grateful for the, the position she's been in to be able to have the opportunity she's had with WWE, but she did kind of leave it a little bit open-ended of like, I'm not saying that I'm done wrestling. So I would love to see what that could maybe look like for her. Paige is, uh, I, I, I posted this out um, after she announced this, um, but she is one of those people. When I first started in WWE, I feel like I met her almost right away. And I just like instantly felt this like kinship, like sisterhood with this chick. She's just the coolest, most like, this chick's just a star. She's one of those people that just has that energy, has that personality. So as much as this is like, I'm sure a shock to the system, I'm really excited for her to see what's next. You know, she's been at home. She's been with this injury. She's not been on TV for some time. And it always honestly blew my mind that WWE didn't have her on as you know, she was the general manager of SmackDown for a little while. She was great in that role. I loved her in that role, but to not use her in some kind of on camera position makes no sense to me. She is just, she's got such a beautiful look. She's so engaging. She's so entertaining. So I'm excited for, you know, that door to close and to see what this new chapter is going to be for her because anything she does, she succeeds at. She's fucking awesome. So I'm really excited to see what the future holds for this woman. Get it, girl. Yeah. Get up and get after it. Sometimes it's what the good old adage is like when one door closes, another one opens, you know, and she seems like she has a great outlook and a great mindset for this. She's like, look, no hard feelings. I would still love to be here. But, you know, granted, um, this might just push her into another direction that's even better. So 
Let's yeah, and you know, I think once you're, you know, you're kind of hanging doing one thing for a while and you're, you're comfortable and happy doing those things, but now to be pushed in another direction, I think it's always cool to, to have that different like energy mix up of like, okay, now I'm back in control of what my future yeah. can be and time to get to work and see what that looks like. And I, I, yeah. I'm positive, whatever the thing is she decides to do, she's going to absolutely crush. So my girl. Um, okay. So WWE has announced that Cody Rhodes is going to be on the shelf for nine months. Nine months with this pec injury. We got to see that at Hell in a Cell. Um, what an absolutely brutal tear of that pec. Uh, but yeah, nine months he's going to be out. I, 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 is that normal? Nine months? Yeah, yeah. I think it's six to six to twelve is kind of the the Ooh. range. So I'll probably give him a good nine, and hopefully yeah. he can rest and heal up you know heal faster sometimes athletes get in there a little bit quicker but sure you know but give him the time so he doesn't feel rushed because that's a, that's a serious injury i mean that bruise was massive yeah oh that my was God. no joke oh i saw some of like the comparisons i remember when triple h tore his pec uh, i can't remember I remember i was calling that match and trying to figure out like what is going on right now and then like realizing oh hunter's hurt this thing's happening and like everything just kind of like switched a little bit but seeing him with that same kind of bruising same situation but cody's looked worse which i guess is gonna happen when you also then wrestle 20 minutes on top of a already torn off bone peck that will do it push uh push it that way so yeah nine months for cody we'll see where he ends up and what that looks like for him but man what a what a hero's return that guy's gonna have huh seriously you show up back squeeze one more in he looks great (laughs) too so you know enjoy the nine months buddy eat some cupcakes I know you want to talk about earning that moment it's like I mean I know it's at such a horrible time to like make this big leap and go back to WWE and become their like poster boy. They really uh, attached their cart to that pony and they were ready to go. And I was like, screech, hold on. Wait, we said that Roman Reigns was about to go off and he's going to be working a different schedule. And God, I, I guess maybe we'll just go to old reliable, which is Seth Rollins and see what that guy's made of while, while yeah. everybody else is, is out for the time being. But if I know one thing, it's that Seth Rollins is good for it. So reap what they sow. Uh, okay, so um, for AEW, the interim AEW World Championship match that is set for Forbidden Door is going to be my very hunky, handsome husband, John Moxley, taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi. This is going to be... Oh, yeah! Exciting! I know. Wait, when is this? So this is happening July 26, I believe. Is that what it is, Kelly? Guys, I'm really bad with dates. I think you dates. got the yep. day, June, right? June. Month. Sorry, yeah, June 26. Okay. <laughs> June 26. I'm thinking way ahead. Um, but it's going to be happening in Chicago. I definitely have to make the trip. I have to be there to see this. Um, Get what some an Molly's opportunity. Cupcakes. I always tell you oh, Chicago. So hook good. it up. I know yeah. I love Chicago. <laughs> I love Chicago. It's a drive from Cincinnati. So I will definitely have to make an appearance at Forbidden Door. But yeah, Strong this is a, style. This is, He's, is, is that all? Is that the only kind of wrestling that John does? No. Well, John does. Um, yeah. I mean, strong style, deathmatch style. That's that's sort of his his wheelhouse. That's why him and Tanahashi will be a really, really cool matchup. I know everyone was, um, you know, waiting to see CM Punk and Tanahashi. But 
hey, if we're getting John Moxley and Tanahashi, the gifts keep on coming, everybody. There we go. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for for this moment for him and see John to be back in this in this uh, championship yeah. mix up. He could be the first ever two time AEW World Champion. So we'll see what the man's made of in Chicago on June 26. Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts.